0: Every week I get a report from my phone telling me how much time I spent on my phone like on average that week. And even each day I can look and see how many hours I've spent on my phone that day. And it's really easy to see those numbers and see how many hours I'm spending on my phone and to feel really guilty like, oh my gosh, I'm spending that too much time on my phone but not all screen time is created equal. And there are days that my screen time report shows that I used my phone for over six hours that day. And I can look at what I actually did on my phone that day and look at my day as a whole. And I felt happy. I felt in tune with my emotions. I felt calm. I felt inspired and educated and just good. Even though I spent relatively more time on my phone, according to the screen time report. And then there are other days that my screen time report tells me I spent less than an hour on my phone. But I know that if I actually look at that day, that time that I was on my phone, I was distracted, I was avoiding emotions, I was not with my kids when I wanted to be. According to the screen time report, I spent way more time on my phone but I was using my phone in a way to support me and my values and the other day I spent less time on my phone but I wasn't using my phone in a way that I wanted to. So it's much less about how much time we spend using our screens and technology and more about how we're using those screens as a tool to support our values. I'm Alex, a screen time mentor for young moms, and in today's episode, I'll be sharing 12 tips to make sure your screens are helping and supporting you so that you can use your screens in a way that aligns with your values. Do you ever find yourself turning to your phone without even thinking about it? Or do you get sucked into scrolling and regret not using that time for something else? You are not alone. I'm Alex, a screen time mentor for young moms, and I'm here to help you get a grip on your own screen time so you can be present, intentional, and live a more fulfilling life. Welcome to the Mindful With Media podcast. So this month we're talking all about using technology as a tool for good. And several years ago, I was ready to delete all of my social media accounts. They were distracting and having a negative impact on my life. And I do want to acknowledge that for some people in certain seasons, it really is the right thing to just totally delete all of your social media accounts. But for me, I just kept having this thought that it was... Instead of trying to avoid social media, I needed to figure out how to create and maintain healthy boundaries with social media instead of completely getting off. I kept feeling and having this thought that I needed to share goodness online and I needed to use social media as a tool to learn and to connect and to be inspired. And so ultimately, that's why I started this this business, Mindful With Media. But the ironic thing is that After I started Mindful With Media, it became even harder to keep my own screen time in check, specifically with social media, because starting a business, there are a lot of uncomfortable emotions that I've had to deal with when I put myself out there like this, and just really having to... It's really easy when you start a business to seek that external validation of, oh, are people liking my posts? Are they responding? Are they commenting? And I can't completely avoid social media because I have chosen Instagram as the main way to share the things that I'm learning about how to be mindful with media. And so it's been a journey and a process as I have started Mindful With Media to figure out how to really use social media as a tool and not let it distract me and pull me away. And really to use social media and use my phone in a way that aligns with my values and helps me to live my best life. And so... I've learned a lot of things and some really specific things and that's why this Thursday, April 27th, I'll be teaching workshop and it's all about how to keep your social media use under control when you have to use it for your business. And so this is specifically for those of you who, you can't just completely eliminate social media from your life because you need it for your work. And You, in this workshop, will feel validated and be able to let go of any guilt around mindless scrolling. And you'll be able to identify which specific tasks that you do on social media are actually necessary for you. And then you'll also be able to identify why you are wasting time on social media and then know specific ways to treat the real problem. And then also you'll set up some clear boundaries to reduce any wasted time on social media. So I'm really looking forward to it. One of the most powerful part of these workshops is when we come together and connect. And so this is going to be for those of you, like I said, who use social media. And there's just power when we come together and share ideas and talk about problems and come up with solutions together. So I'll put the link in the show notes to sign up for that workshop this Thursday. All right, Let's get into 12 tips that will make sure that your screens are serving you so that you can use screens as a tool to support your values. The first way is to think about how your screens are serving you. So some of my favorite ways that my screens help me to live aligned with my values are Google Maps it provides me a GPS wherever I am. I love it. I love using the calendar app in my phone. It helps me keep track of appointments. Um, I love, love, love the Notes app. I use it whenever I am anywhere. I have my phone usually right there with me and I can write down ideas that I'm having for my business or when I'm feeling an uncomfortable emotion and I'm having the urge to like, avoid those emotions by scrolling social media, I'll open the Notes app and I'll write down How I'm feeling so that I can like start to process that instead of just ignoring it. I love Pinterest. It's a really fun way to find ideas of how I want to decorate my house and it helps me find fun activity ideas to do with my son. I love Instagram. It's really been fun for me to connect with old and new friends. So those are just some of the ways for me personally how screens serve and help me. So The first step, just think about how your screens are helping you. And if you really want to, you can write it down, but I'm guessing you're probably doing something while you're listening to this podcast. So just think in your mind and just kind of ponder over how your screens are, how your screens help you and serve you. The second step is to think about how you serve your screens. Some ways that you might serve your screens is getting sucked into mindlessly scrolling on Instagram. Or you want to be spending time connecting with your kids and a text comes in and you stop spending time with your kids to read and respond to this non-urgent text. Or maybe you're on a date with your husband and you want to be present with him and you see an email with a catchy subject line and so you open that email even though you want to be present with your husband. Or maybe you are wanting to get something done for work, but you decide to check your phone for any new notifications because you don't want to be doing your work. (laughs) Anyways, just think about ways that your screens and your phone in particular impact you in a way that you don't want it to, if that makes sense. So now that you've thought about ways that your phone is helping and serving you, and then you've thought way about ways that your phone is not helping and serving you, or ways that you're serving your screen, the third step is to set up focus modes on your phone. So these screen time focus modes are so cool and so powerful. You can set up different focus modes, such as like work, sleep, personal, or even you can create your own times like family time or spiritual time or whatever you, or like date night, I don't know, you can set up focus modes. And then for each of these focus modes, you can decide who you can receive notifications from, which apps are allowed, what types of notifications are allowed. You can even set up specific focus filters, such as only allowing certain websites or automatically turning the appearance to dark mode. You can customize your lock screen and your home screen for each focus mode to limit distractions. You can set up specific focus modes to turn on at specific times or certain locations. So like if I know that every, let's say, okay, like every Saturday night at 7.30 is when I go on a date with my husband, then I can set up a date night focus mode to automatically turn on at that time. And like maybe I have no notifications come in From anyone or anything, so I can be with my husband. Or maybe I just have our babysitter is allowed to text us. Anyways, these focus modes are so powerful because you can customize it to you and your situation. So that, I guess, let me put it this way (laughs) the default mode on our phones is to get our attention all the time. Anytime you get a new app, it asks, Hey, can I notify you all the time? And that's giving our phones and these apps a lot of power over us and our lives and our attention. And so just being mindful of that, like, do I really want to allow this app to take away from my time with my kids or my husband or my, even my time with God? I don't know, like, and this is something I'm still working on, like, what apps and what even people, do I want to give permission to be able to interrupt me during these times with other people. Okay, so that was the third step to set up focus modes on your phone. The fourth step is to uninstall unnecessary apps. Our phones kind of get like, filled up with just random apps that we've downloaded, maybe to, like, get a free shirt or meal if you're like me and you like free things. Anyways, we end up with all these random apps on our phone, and it can actually help you to use your phone in a better way to just remove any apps that either you're not using or aren't serving and helping you. So after you've gotten rid of all those apps, the fifth step is to rearrange the apps on your phone. What I found to be helpful is I organize my apps. So the apps that serve me the most and really help me to live aligned with my values, I put on the first page of my phone's home screen. So I want to make it as easy as possible for myself to use these apps that help me to be a better person. So like for me, I have... My calendar, right there. I have my, and like it's in a widget, so it's like bigger. I have the Kindle app, so it's really easy for me to open a book. If I have some free time, I can open the book that I'm reading. I also have Audible on there, so it's really easy for me to listen to the book that I'm listening to. And then move any apps that are more distracting and waste your time off the home screen. So for me, Instagram is so easy to distract me from what I want to be doing. So I don't even have Instagram on any of my screens. So the fifth step, that was to rearrange the apps on your phone. The sixth step is to change the notification settings for each app. So this is kind of what I was talking about earlier, where the default mode on smartphones is to allow all notifications from all apps. And just really think about which apps should be given the privilege to interrupt your life your time with your kids and family, your time to rejuvenate, your time to be present. And only those apps that you feel should be given this privilege to interrupt you, then you can leave the sight and sound on for these. But all other notifications, turn them off. The seventh step is to clean up your social media feeds. So I've been talking about this a lot lately on my Instagram account. If my content on social media is not helping or serving you, unfollow me. And we, I talked about this in the episode last week with Sabrina, but Sabrina was saying that sometimes she feels like obligated to keep following people who have been helpful to her or could still be helpful to her. But there's just too much information online. So I'm really working on this. It's just like trying to limit the number of people that I follow on social media. So that social media can be a place that really does serve me instead of overwhelms me or makes me feel guilty or sucks me in and just gets me scrolling for way too long or watching stories for way too long. Um, You can also mute accounts if you're not ready to like completely unfollow them. But that seventh step of cleaning up your social media feeds can, you can create uh, an environment on Instagram that you want to be. That's a place that supports you and helps you to live aligned with your values. The eighth step is to hide the like counts on your social media feeds. This is like when underneath a post it says like this person and however many other people have liked this post. And I seriously was convinced that I didn't notice how many Likes people's posts were getting like I thought I was above that and I didn't care and stuff but then I can't even remember my oh, yeah, my sister had reached out to me and was like asking me about it and I was like I guess I'll try it and so I Figured it out and I hid the like counts when I scroll through Instagram. I don't see How many likes anybody's posts are getting? And then I also hide the like counts on my posts, So I don't know how many likes my posts are getting I have been shocked at the difference it has made. After hiding these like counts, I focus way more on the person and the content that they're sharing than what people think of them or like how many likes their things, their posts are getting. And... I didn't realize how much I was judging other people based on how many likes their posts were getting. And I also didn't realize how much I was judging myself based on how many likes my posts were getting. It's actually like weirdly hard to figure out. It's not intuitive knowing how to hide like counts. I will link in the show notes. I have a post that walks you through how to do this. All right, step number 10 is... Instead of swiping through to find an app on your phone, use the search feature instead. So maybe this is just me, but (laughs) when I'm swiping through my phone to look for whatever app I want to use, there's a really good chance that I will get distracted by all of the other apps that I'm seeing as I'm swiping through. And just recently, I did this when I was... Looking for the Grocery List app, I use AnyList and I was looking for AnyList so I could add, I don't know, something that we needed from the grocery store and I literally did not even think about it and before I knew it, I was on a group messaging app and I was like, how did I even get here? I just wanted to remind myself to get some milk but now I'm like in this group messaging thing. So instead of swiping through to find whatever app you're looking for, just use the search feature so you don't get distracted by all those other apps that can serve you but you don't want them to be right then, if that makes sense. Step number 10 kind of goes with step number 9 because if you have the default mode turned on when you go to search for an app, it's going to suggest apps and it will likely suggest apps that are distracting and you tend to waste your time on. So. You can turn off the setting that allows suggested apps when you're searching. I have an iPhone. I'm, I know you can do this on Android and other phones too. But on the iPhone, the way that you do this is you go to settings and then Siri and search. And then you scroll down to before searching. And then you turn off show suggestions and show recents. And that will make it so that when you're searching for an app on your phone, it doesn't suggest anything. It just is a blank search thing. The 11th tip that I have for you to use your phone to support the life you want to live is to sign up for the Mindful With Media workshops. The last Thursday of every month, we have a virtual workshop and I teach things and I help you work through activities that really will help you to to make changes and to, to live more aligned with your values. And each workshop individually is $15, but if you sign up for the whole year, then it's a hundred dollars. So I'll I'll add a link in the show notes to sign up for the Mindful with Media workshops. And then my last tip, tip number twelve, to set up your screens so that they're more likely to serve you rather than waste your time is to make sure you're on my email list. I really try to give my email subscribers special treatment. So I send helpful tips and tricks that I don't share anywhere else. And you'll also get the best discount and deals. So I will add a link in the show notes to sign up for my email list so that you can get those exclusive ideas and tricks that that really do work. It's really been fun. I've kind of been reflecting on my life lately. I've had a lot of emotional things come up and just been working through things. And I've just been reflecting on myself now versus a year ago and how my phone use is and it's really cool to see that i i'm not perfect but i really do feel like my phone serves me like i rarely am getting distracted i'm really rarely turning to my phone in a way that i don't want to it feels good to to use screens and technology as a way to help me and bless my life instead of feeling like I'm getting pulled away or distracted or using it as a mind-numbing tool. So just to kind of recap on what we've talked about today, all screen time is not created equal. It doesn't actually really matter how many hours you're spending on your phone. That can be a starting point, but what really matters is if those hours are helping you and serving you or if they're Distracting you or making you feel bad or negatively impacting your life so in order to make sure that the time you do spend on your phone is Really helping you and helping you live your best life is first consider the ways that screens serve you Second think about how you're serving your screens Third set up focus modes on your phone fourth uninstall unnecessary apps fifth rearrange the apps on your phone Sixth, change the notification settings for each app. Seven, clean up your social media feeds. Eight, hide the like counts on your social media feeds. Nine, instead of swiping through to find an app on your phone, use the search feature instead. Ten, turn off the setting that allows suggested apps when searching. Eleven, sign up for our monthly Mindful With Media workshops. Also, just a little shout out. In May, we're going to be talking all about mental health and screens. It's going to be so powerful. I'm especially looking forward to the May workshop. And the last tip, number 12, is to make sure you're on my email list so that uh, you can get the exclusive tips and tricks that I, I send just to my email list. Thank you so much for joining me today. Like I shared earlier in this episode, it's an emotional roller coaster owning this business and sharing content. But I really feel strongly that this is what I want to be doing. And I feel like I should be doing is sharing these things that I'm learning. And if you found this helpful, would you share this with a friend? I would really appreciate that. Thank you so much for being here today. And I will see you next week. I believe we should stop focusing on the negative aspects of screens and start using them as tools to support our values. We are the first generation learning to navigate this media-saturated society, and it is not easy. You don't have to be perfect, but as you are mindful, technology can be a tool to help you thrive. We are in this together as we figure out how to live a present, intentional life in this world consumed by screens. If you appreciated this podcast, would you make sure to leave a review and subscribe? I'm so glad you could be here today and I'll see you next week.